Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Could you possibly be the jerk for sleeping in a plane? We'll get into that in a bit, but first... Am I the jerk for screaming at my husband and his sister to get out of my kitchen? My husband's sister, 38, lives with us and our kids. I'm well beyond fed up with her being here because of food issues. That's the only reason. So basically, every single time I make food, his sister will come up and doctor up the food I'm making to her liking. Like I made steak and shrimp the other day, like Applebee's, and she waited until I left the room to put a full stick of butter in my shrimp that was already done and when I came back in she goes I'm pretty sure that's the taste you were looking for and completely ruined it it was trash or whenever I make spaghetti she'll start dumping sugar in the sauce to the point of sweet spaghetti that me and my kids will outright refuse to touch because it's nasty every single time that she can get away with it she's doing something to the food anyways my husband has started doing the same thing I went to make homemade mac last night and cheeseburgers I went to the basement to the chest freezer to grab the veggies I needed, and when I came back upstairs, my husband was putting canned chicken into the mac and cheese. He knows the kids absolutely hate the taste of that, and his sister was pushing blocks of blue cheese into the partially cooked burgers. I asked what the freak they thought they were doing, because I've told them so many times to stop messing with the food, and neither of them had any good excuse other than, we were just helping. I flipped out and told them to get the freak out of my kitchen. Both of them told me I was overreacting, etc. The thing is, I've openly asked my sister-in-law to cook several times and she won't. But she won't stop messing with the food I'm making. My husband often cooks and I don't care if he screws with the food he makes, but it royally pisses me off when my cooking is messed with and he knows that. Am I the jerk? I think OP is definitely not the jerk if they have different tastes and preferences. They should do whatever after OP serves them or cook their own meals. Not go and tank whatever OP's currently making. Especially if OP's making it in a way that their kids particularly like. Also, hi, I'm Steven. And if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for not keeping my thoughts on my sister's ridiculous baby names, Stanford and Yale, to myself? I'm the youngest of three siblings. There's me, 34-year-old male, my sister Katie, 35-year-old male, and my brother Ian, 38-year-old male. Out of the three of us, Katie is the one who's made it, her words. She attended Yale Law School and is engaged to a neurosurgeon, Daniel, who attended Stanford Medical School. Over the years, it's become clear that Katie looks down on me and Ian because we aren't as ambitious, successful, or credentialed as she is. Katie has expressed her astonishment that the family business is profitable, even though someone who got C's in high school and never went to college, aka me, has been running day-to-day operations for 10 plus years. Katie also once told Ian to his face that he wasted his potential. Context, Ian was the valedictorian of his high school class, just like Katie. 
by dropping out of college to help mom run the family business after dad passed away. Katie and Daniel recently posted that Katie's pregnant with twin boys, and their names would be Stanford and Yale. I commented congratulations, but later I texted her to say that it wasn't right to give the boys ridiculous names that would put them under immense pressure to succeed from a very young age. I also asked her about what would happen if one or both of them weren't as successful or perfect as she hoped. Katie didn't like the points I made. She texted back, I wasn't asking for opinions, especially from someone like you. Consider yourself uninvited from our wedding until you sincerely apologize. To be honest, I was already leaning towards not attending due to Katie's condescending attitude towards me, but the someone like you comment sealed the deal. I told Ian what happened, but he said I should have kept my thoughts to myself. I think in this situation, although those names are definitely kind of tacky or weird, I do think it's the kind of thing you should have kept to yourself. I just feel like the conversation OP had with her was just unnecessary. Do I think those names are the greatest choices? No, but they're also not the worst names I've ever heard. It's definitely a far cry from Elon Musk naming their kid in Morse code or whatever. Our next story is, am I the jerk for going on vacation without my children from a previous marriage? My ex-wife Kate and I have two kids, Mike 16 and Abby 14. We had a turbulent marriage and split for many reasons. It wasn't amicable and I had to fight for custody. Kate and I both remarried. She didn't have children with her new husband. I have three, 9-year-old female, 7-year-old female and 5-year-old male, kids with my wife. And also gained a new stepdaughter, 19. My stepdaughter's father left after he found out my wife was pregnant, so she never knew her father. When I came into their lives, I took on the role of a father figure. As far as blended families go, I'm really lucky that we're all happy. My stepdaughter and I have a good relationship, and Mike and Abby love their siblings for my wife. The only person that is against my family is my Kate. My wife is black, and this has been a point of contention since the beginning. Especially the fact that my wife is a very dark-skinned black woman is problematic to her. Kate, her husband, and I are very white. Kate hates my wife, and especially my stepdaughter. Her bio dad is also black. Kate's racism was one of the many factors of our divorce. She's been mostly silent on my biracial kids, even though they present as black. Thankfully, Mike and Abby haven't taken over her racism. Because of this, Kate has been on a crusade, trying to make my family's life as difficult as possible. It came to a head last week. We were planning to go on a vacation abroad with the entire family, including Mike and Abby. Everyone was looking forward to it, especially my stepdaughter was looking forward to it, but Kate wouldn't sign the documents that would allow Mike and Abby to travel abroad because they're minors. Everyone was really disappointed. It would be the first vacation abroad for my three bio kids with my wife. I then decided to go and book the vacation anyway, but without Mike and Abby. Understandably, they were not happy. Normally, I don't badmouth Kate in front of them, but I told them it's because of her that they can't go. This caused Kate to become really angry, saying I was prioritizing my new family and abandoning Mike and Abby. She somehow placed the blame for all this on my stepdaughter, saying my stepdaughter was taking their father away, also calling me a race traitor, which didn't make sense. This unleashed a crap storm with every one of our friends weighing in, with some saying I'm a jerk. Mike and Abby are pissed at me for not going on vacation and place the blame on me after I deflected blame away from my stepdaughter. Kate calls me a jerk for going on vacation. I'm beginning to think booking the vacation was a mistake. Am I the jerk? I really think it's pretty obvious OP's not the jerk, 
I would just say for any situation, just make sure you document all of this. You never know what kind of nonsense somebody like that is going to try to pull. Our next story is, am I the jerk for giving back everything my family bought for my son? My wife and I welcomed our son into the world early this month. Prior to his birth, we had been given a lot of very nice clothes and toys by my parents for him. My mother-in-law also made some pretty incredible clothes and blankets. My wife, her siblings, and their mom lived in poverty for a large part of their life. Their dad abandoned the family and left my wife's mom with a large pile of debt that weighed on them. So their life wasn't easy. My mother-in-law often made her kids clothes versus buying them because it was cheaper for her to do. She worked in a store that had a lot of fabrics that they were allowed to take the excess of. She's talented and always put an effort into making sure the clothes looked good enough so the kids wouldn't be bullied. Those clothes are something my wife treasures. She remembers how much love and effort went into them. She also appreciates that her mom tried to make them work enough to blend in at school, that it saved them years of potential bullying. All these years later and mother-in-law is still dealing with that debt. She doesn't have a lot, so she made some amazing clothes and blankets for our son. One of the outfits was even his take-home outfit. But then a couple of days after our son was born, she comes over with a bag of clothes she bought, saying she wanted him to have more. My wife and I were shocked. I could see she was upset and looked almost guilty. So when my wife went to nap, I asked her what was going on. At first, she said nothing and she just wanted her grandson to have more, but then she apologized for embarrassing us. I asked her what she meant. She told me my parents had talked to her after the baby shower and told her she had left all the grandparents spoiling to them and that she should understand if we never put our son in any of the clothes because, really, they look like the kind of homemade clothes from 70 plus years ago when people were left with no choice. They accused her of not caring enough. I told her I was so sorry they had said that. I assured her I had never said anything like that to them, that my parents had no idea what it was like to have nothing and were being judgmental jerks. I even convinced her to take back the clothes she bought and return them to the store. I then gathered up everything my parents gave us and went to their house. My parents didn't even try to deny it when I confronted them. All they did is look down on the effort she put into them. They said we couldn't seriously be okay with those being the only gifts. I said we were, and as far as I was concerned, they were the only truly generous gift he got, and I told them it was their gifts I was embarrassed of. I gave them the stuff and told them we were no longer accepting the gifts or them after what they did. They are furious, saying I reacted way too harshly and saying it's a jerk move to return gifts. I'm furious with them too. Am I the jerk? I definitely don't think OP's the jerk here. If I were in OP's shoes, I would be feeling particularly terrible about how my parents reacted. I mean, it's such a shameful thing to say to somebody who went out of their way to handcraft lovingly made items for you. To put them down like that was to put all of the efforts they've made in their entire life down, absolutely crushing their emotions in what they thought was a thoughtful handcrafted gift. I definitely do not blame OP for their reaction here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for disabling the air tag my father planted on me? I, 32-year-old female, have an overprotective single father. I know he means no harm, but he's severely draining my energy. I promised to visit him every weekend after moving out to live on my own. This week, I found he planted an air tag, a location tracking device, on my car without telling me. I value my freedom and privacy very much. I often go out of my way to erase my social media presence. 
I make sure that only a handful of selected friends can contact me, and even fewer knows what I'm up to. When I was alerted that an unknown air tag, which I immediately knew where it came from, was following me, I was furious. I called my father and confronted him asking where he hid it. He was surprised I found out and refused to tell me where it was. I eventually found the air tag purposely hidden under my car glued to a magnet. We just had a conversation about this issue of his today, we had it almost every week to be honest, and I was starting to open up to him. Then I came home to find this air tag and I honestly just want to disappear and never see him again, which I wouldn't but it's just how I feel. Am I overreacting? Am I the jerk? So at 32 years of age, if your father is still trying to keep tabs on where you're going and what you're up to, I think you've got more than a real issue going on here. Frankly, your father should be catching a charge over this, not questioning whether or not you're the jerk for getting rid of it. Our next story is, would I be the jerk if I reported my neighbor for running a car detailing business from home? So my 18-year-old neighbor has been running a car detailing business from home for a couple of years now. It started off small, so maybe one car a day, maybe three to four times a week, and is now seven to eight cars a day almost every day. He does a range of services from a simple external wash to steam cleaning and washing the seats and engine cleaning and makes a fair bit of money from it. The main issue is the fact that the way he's operating is illegal and breaks the environmental protection laws. He washes the cars on the street and lets the dirty water and chemicals go into the main street drains. Here in the UK, to do so is illegal, although councils will turn a blind eye if it's your own personal car. However, car wash businesses are normally held under even stricter rules and have to store water waste separately and send it off for treatment due to the chemicals before it can be disposed of. Whilst I haven't been bothered with this business, we are currently entering drought conditions, and with them washing cars all day and paying a residential rate as opposed to business water rates, this is something which is making me think double about this. So would I be the jerk if I reported him for breaking the law? I know if I was in OP shoes, I would hesitate greatly and I probably ultimately wouldn't report the guy, that's just my nature. But I don't think OP could be the jerk if they report this guy in the better interest of the water conservation or the environment. You could also consider talking to them about the issue, but personally that would make me pretty uncomfortable to try to bring up, so I couldn't really blame you if you didn't want to do that either. Our next story is, am I the jerk for kicking my sister when she was down? I, 18 year old female, recently wrote my country's university entrance examinations, along with my cousin sister M, 20 year old female. This was her second time writing it, after she wasn't satisfied with her results last year. M and I aren't exactly close, but meet via family once or twice a month. My dad was always comparing me to my cousin, it was always, Oh, your cousin is riding this math olympiad, why aren't you? Or, oh, M's doing calculus, why aren't you? It felt a little unfair to me since she's older than me and a grade above, so of course I didn't know what the freak she was studying or writing. Fast forward to last year, M fails to do well in the entrance exams and takes a drop year to try again. My dad says something along the lines of, Even M failed, you need to work harder, and pushes me like crazy. I would be watching TV and he'd say, I bet I'm studying right now, tick tock. Finally, our results came out a couple of weeks ago, and I did great, better than M. She did better than last year, but not great, unfortunately. I won't lie to say I was super happy, and not just from doing well in the exams, I was happy because I did better than M. 
and it felt like I was finally the better cousin. The event in question happened last week at my grandparents' birthday party. They congratulated both me and M. After dinner, we started talking about my future plans and stuff, and I mentioned what university I decided to go to and why when M piped up like just absolutely crapping over my plans for no reason. We're talking the most passive-aggressive comments about my grades and how I got lucky in the exams. Apparently, she can't picture me in a lab or studying in university and always thought I'd pick something that suited me more, like becoming a PT. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. T-teacher? Not to hate to PT teachers, but she said a bunch of stuff that implied I'm a stupid muscle head and not suited for academic stuff. Finally, M outright said, You're going to flunk out anyway, so why not just clear the way for the deserving students? To which I replied that sure, I'd love to do that, and thanked her for her service in improving other students' ranks for two years straight and said, Keep it up! She got angry and asked me what I meant, and I said she sure was talking a lot for a 20-year-old neat living with her mommy. I didn't stop there and we argued for a while. She started sobbing and her parents gave me the dirtiest looks. I got a lecture from pretty much everyone at the table ranging from, be more understanding, to, you need to get over yourself. Yeah, it may have been years of resentment built up, but I feel like it was the truth and she deserved it. I feel sorry for her, but I also kind of don't. Am I the jerk? Honestly, I feel like this was built off of years of your guys' parents pitting you against each other for no good reason. I mean, I don't know if your cousin was exposed to an environment where they said, you have to be the best, you have to be better. 
You're in this competition, essentially, with OP. But OP was certainly brought up that way, so I can't blame OP for internally wanting to be better or achieve these things that they got constantly put down for. And then when she doubles down and insults you and tries to put you down, you can't be the jerk for coming back at her. This next story is, am I the jerk for asking for my money back after getting kicked out of a wedding party for a rumor that wasn't true? Am I the jerk for asking the bride of the wedding to reimburse me for the costs I incurred while participating in her wedding festivities because I was kicked out of the wedding due to an untrue rumor? For some background, me and the bride have been friends since college and have been close since. I was asked to be a bridesmaid in her wedding and of course I accepted because I love her and wanted to help celebrate her big day. During the months leading up to the wedding, I bought several items for the wedding itself and paid for my portion of a bachelorette trip which was a joint trip with the groom and his groomsmen and a few added friends. The weekend of the trip came and we loaded up the car and set off to our destination. The whole rumor started that I attempted to sleep with one of the groom's friends on the trip, which was not true and had no logical basis. The rumor was started by another bridesmaid who was upset that me and the guy she was currently talking to used to have a relationship years ago and when he found out that I was on the trip, he started asking her questions concerning me and my life at the present time. I have not spoken to this guy since we cut off contact two years ago, so she saw me conversing with one of the groom's friends at the bar we had gone to on the first night of the trip. She took it upon herself to start saying that she saw me and this friend of the groom's who was married sneak off to the bathroom to hook up. This of course did not happen, but with this girl being a friend of the bride's much longer than me, the bride took her side and asked me to leave the bachelorette trip the next morning. In total, I was on the trip for less than 24 hours. The trip was booked for 5 days. Later after the trip, about a week before the wedding, I texted the bride a question about the dress and was met with a long text about how I was no longer a part of the bridal party and would not be able to attend the wedding due to the rumors. She informed me that her whole family and the groom's family was uncomfortable with my being part of the event due to the rumor, and since the friend that I allegedly slept with was a longtime friend of the groom's family, he would not be uninvited. So am I the jerk for asking the bride to be reimbursed for the rest of the trip I was not allowed to stay for? and the other charges I incurred for the sole purpose of being in her wedding? You're definitely not the jerk, but I wish you the best of luck because they're almost certainly not going to give you that money back. Quick to judge, quick to kick you out, quick to blacklist you. They're the perfect candidates for being the kind of people that will absolutely staunchly refuse to give you your money back. This next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my son, Seven, go out in public? until he stops repeating a cuss word he learned. Last night, me and my girlfriend were watching a movie, probably about 11pm. Our son was supposed to be in bed and asleep for a couple of hours by now, but apparently he woke up and walked out to go use the bathroom, right when a character loudly said the F word. We had the volume lower than normal, but he still heard it. I tried my best to get him back to bed calmly, but he kept asking what it meant. I told him it's a bad word he shouldn't say and that he doesn't need to know what it means. Apparently, that only made him more curious. It's been about a day later and we've threatened and given out as many punishments as we can think of. Sit in a corner, we'll take your video games, we won't let friends come over, etc. But he won't stop saying it or asking what it means. Well, me and my girlfriend wanted to go out to eat. Usually, we would take our son with us. 
However, we decided that we probably shouldn't, as he might say it in public or even to someone, or ask someone what it meant. I don't want to deal with that or have to explain it to someone. I especially don't want to be kicked out of a place because our son is constantly saying obscenities. So for the first time since he was like, two, we got a babysitter. Not a complete stranger, one of our friends that my son has met many times. I knew he wouldn't be happy, but he just refused to stop inquiring about the new word he just learned. He was very upset with not getting to go to dinner. I told him that we would bring him back food and wouldn't be gone long, and that our friend would watch a movie with him or play with him, whatever he wanted. He wasn't having it. We were only gone for two hours, and apparently when we were gone, all he did was sit in his room and pout. He did eventually get bored and come out to watch TV, but was still visibly upset. Now we're home and we've made some progress. He seems to mostly be over his fascination with the word. Regardless, he's still mad about not getting to go out. I feel like a bit of a jerk, but I don't know. Am I the jerk? The only reason I understand why they wouldn't want to try to explain what the word is and how it's bad is what way do you tackle explaining that word to them? Do you explain that it's a really bad word that people use when they're frustrated? I'm sure you don't want to go with the more literal explanation for a 7 year old. It's a really versatile word. I think the real issue here though is they're just trying to avoid teaching their kid anything about it. Their 7 year old is growing, learning new things that they just cannot understand. And you're looking your 7 year old in the face and saying no, not only are you not allowed to understand what this is and why it is, but we are actively punishing you for trying to understand why it is and what it is. When you've punished your seven-year-old in this situation, later on when they discover something new or they have a question that they might be slightly concerned about, how much less likely are they now to open up to you and talk to you? Our next story is, am I the jerk for being pissed there was no alcohol at a wedding? One of my, male 35, best friends, male 34, got married last week. He drinks alcohol, and our friend group will meet up at a brewery's a few times a month to hang out. His fiance, now wife, does not drink. It's never been a part of her life. My wife and I got a hotel room by the reception space and Ubered to the wedding. The ceremony occurs, we go to what's supposed to be cocktail hour, and there was just soda and water. No alcohol. This was not something we knew about ahead of time. There was a palpable buzz among our friend group at the lack of booze. A lot of us had spent money on a hotel room and Ubering, anticipating drinking. I'm kind of pissed. Bride and groom come to cocktail hour, everyone cheers, and when the bride and groom come mingle with us, I ask, where's the booze? His new wife chimes in saying her family doesn't drink, and they were paying for the wedding, thus no alcohol. I tell them we should know that ahead of time. I say I wasted money on a hotel room and Ubering. I would have just driven if I'd known, or maybe not even have come. The bride doesn't take my commentary well and implies I might have a drinking problem. I don't, I only drink with my friends. The groom says I don't need to be such a jerk. I reiterate that I spent a bunch of money on something I didn't need. We all did. The bride's pissed at me and asks me to leave. My wife and I leave, but it's clear I touched a nerve. In our group chat, friends were mixed on me saying something. My wife said I wasn't wrong, but my timing was wrong. So was I the jerk? So, I definitely understand where OP's coming from, and I do think that if you're going to have a dry wedding, it's something you should make sure you announce ahead of time. But for OP to go up to them shortly after they had arrived and say to their faces, I might not have even have come here if I knew this is what you guys were gonna do, I think that's in really bad taste. 
Our next story is, am I the jerk for disinviting a friend to dinner? Some friends and I were going out for my girlfriend's birthday next week. It was mainly a couple event at a sushi restaurant my girl loves. My friend Mike just entered a relationship and I asked him to bring his girlfriend. He gets back to me a few days later explaining that his new girlfriend doesn't like sushi but she'd be happy about eating anywhere else. I said that's fine, don't come. Mike said he'll talk to her again but I explained to Mike, him and her are no longer invited since you already tried to change the restaurant just because your new girlfriend doesn't like it. He tried arguing with me that he wants to come because it's the first time she's been invited to the friend group. I repeated that they are no longer invited because it's my girlfriend's birthday and I don't want any drama. Mike tried to say there wouldn't be, but I told him his new girlfriend was already acting like a diva at someone else's party, so that's why she's not going. He tried saying she just didn't like sushi, and I said that's okay. You don't have to take her to a sushi restaurant for her birthday, but we're still going for my girlfriend's birthday, and you guys are no longer invited. Mike called me a jerk and told the other couples who was going on, about how disrespectful I'm being to his girlfriend over this, and he just wanted her to feel comfortable with everyone. So I think OP definitely seemed to overreact here. In this situation, when his new girlfriend said they don't like sushi but she'd be happy about eating anywhere else, OP is totally fine to say, that's fine, don't come. If OP just said, this is my girlfriend's birthday, she wants to go to this place, maybe we can schedule a new place sometime else, everything would be fine. But OP had to make this some kind of personal attack. And then when Mike goes, oh, okay, well, I'll just come along myself. OP goes, no, you are tainted. I mean, why is OP acting that way? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not having a normal tent and sleeping in my plane during a three-day gathering? To give some background, every year one of my 26-year-old male friends named Jared hosts a gathering at his cottage. Normally, the gathering is done on a rotation where each weekend he'll invite two to four people up at a time. This year, he decided to do something different and invite everyone up to the cottage at the same time. To accommodate the 12 of us who would be going for the three days, the plan was to have everyone camp outside. During the planning of this, two people stated that they didn't have any form of camping gear. To help them out, I told them that I have a tent and two cots that they could use for the entirety of the weekend. Two of them had no issues with this up until the day of the actual gathering came around. Last weekend, like always, rather than driving, I flew my Cessna 185 seaplane to the cottage, as it's on a nice lake. When it came time to pitch all the tents with the help of Jared, we pulled my plane onto the grassy part of his backyard. When that was done, I pulled out and pitched my special plane camping tent. The tent I have is one where you drape it over your plane's wing before hooking it into the ground. When that's done, you have an enclosed tent with everything but a floor. When the two people I was helping named Ashley and Jen saw the tent and cots, they had no issues with the arrangements. That was until Ashley asked where I was going to sleep, to which I said I would be in the back of the plane. The moment I said this, Ashley started asking to be the one to sleep in it, as she didn't want to sleep in a tent without a floor. When I told her no, she got really upset and started going off on me about how I'm a jerk for misleading her. Looking back on things, I am on the fence as to whether or not I am the jerk. While I stayed true to my word, I never told them the specifics of my gear, which might make me think I might be the jerk here. Am I the jerk? I'm on the fence here because OP said they have a tent and two cots. What OP did was more a fancy tarp. I mean, don't get me wrong, it probably keeps bugs and critters out as well as a normal tent would, 
if you overlook the fact that there's no sealed ground. I mean, anything that's crawling along the ground that maybe can still get under the underside of the tent can still crawl right up onto that cot. This next story is, am I the jerk for asking to move classes because of a girl? I'm female, 14. This other girl is 15. I'll call her Jane for ease. Jane unfortunately had a really bad accident sometime before I met her, which left her face with a lot of scarring. I don't want to be mean when I say this, but when I saw her when I was 11, I thought I was daydreaming a monster. I know it's a horrible thing to think, which is why I've never said anything about it. I don't really have much interaction with Jane, because until now we've never been in the same class. However, we're now in the same class and sit close to each other. Jane is a pretty quiet girl, and I do my best to treat her like anyone else. However, a few weeks ago, I began having nightmares about her face. It's always a bit different, but the general gist is that she's chasing me, growling and hissing. I understand it's not her fault and that it's my problem, but I also began having anxiety while in class too, as she sits directly behind me. It's affecting my academic performance, as I cannot focus in class, and I'm waking up from my sleep two to three times a night. I've been keeping this all to myself, but my grades have begun to slip, which led me to go to my school counselor. I asked her to swap classes with another teacher. However, the counselor told me she needed a reason to measure teacher performance, or if a student is bullying me. I told her I just wanted to swap classes, as I didn't want to lie and get someone else in trouble. She refused to swap me until I told her the reason. I eventually caved and told her I couldn't be in the same class as Jane, and she looked like she wanted to expel me from life. She called me a horrible person and yelled at me a lot before saying she'll swap me. She did, and now all the teachers are going after me. They'll badger me for question answers, and when I get one wrong, they'll insult me. I know I'm a bad person, but what else could I have done? Am I the jerk? A lot of people are essentially saying that OP is the jerk for outright ignoring the issues going on here and just trying to leave it all and move classes. A lot of people are saying they should have talked to Jane and tried to figure out and understand that they're just another kid like them. Personally, I don't have it in me to outright say to OP, they're the jerk for having these feelings and wanting out of there. Could they have done better? Almost certainly. Do they deserve the treatment from teachers? Definitely not. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.